The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Let every ear be anointed to hear, every heart receptive to receive all that you have today. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, You may be seated. I want us to go back to Matthew 24. I've been there quite a bit in the previous weeks, even leading up to the conference on double portion. And you know how the Lord has me stick around a certain passage, and I couldn't shake it this morning. I just felt to go back. And I want to talk to you about God's prophetic timetable. Because in the church world, you have people that say it's over and basically we should just go live in a mountain somewhere, wait for Jesus to come. But that's not the case. And the Lord showed me in that open vision, he said the end was not yet. So I know that we're very close to the return of the king, but the end is not yet. Now somebody said, how many years is that? I don't know. I don't really care. I just know the end is not yet. And when the end comes, then everybody will know is the end. But I'm going to run until the end. Can you say amen? So, of course, Jesus' disciples was asking the same questions back then. I mean, we talk about 2,000 years ago. And uh, Jesus said in verse 2, he said, See not all these things, realize, saying to you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And then, of course, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him and said, Tell us when these things shall be, and when will the sign of your coming and the end of the world? So this is not a new question. This is something they asked 2,000 years ago. And Jesus answered, said, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ, and shall deceive many. Well, how many know that you, that doesn't happen around the river because there's nobody around the river that's ever walked here said that they were the Christ. Aren't you happy about that? Amen. So I know we get accused of a lot of things, but there's not one person around here that's ever announced, me included, and said, I'm the Christ. Except we point Jesus, point people to Jesus. Can you say amen? And he said that you will hear wars and rumors of wars. How many are hearing of wars and rumors of wars? I mean, now they're threatening the Third World War, nuclear war. Well, that war that's been going on with Ukraine and Russia has already been going on since 2011. Are you with me? The war's already been going on since 2011. So it's not like something new that just broke out. Because they're capitalizing on it money, money. So you hear wars and rumors of wars, see that you're not troubled. So what does he want you to be? Not troubled. Who here has been troubled in past times? No more troubled. Do not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation. We see that happening. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, and there will be pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows, which is that way we are right now. 
the beginning of sorrows. Then, of course, they'll deliver you up to be afflicted, and they'll kill you. And that'll be for some people here. Are you with me? Which I thought when I was being arrested that that might happen to me. Unfortunately, I was only in prison for about 40 minutes. I thought maybe they, I'd be tortured or something. I wasn't even tortured. Anyway. And you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Would you seeing that even in the church world right now, people offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise up and deceive many. So you have false prophets that are rising up and deceiving many. And the way they deceive them is they take them into doctrine that's not in the word of God. Are you with me? And because iniquity will abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now, nobody here is like that. How many are on fire for God and you love the Lord? So, so you, you didn't wax cold because we don't do wax here. Amen. And says, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel, everybody say this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto the nations, and then the end shall come. So in God's prophetic timetable, this is where we are. And you have to settle that in your spirit because you listen to many voices. And in actual fact, some of the voices will make it sound like it's finished, so there's really nothing to do. I mean, I even heard this, and I'm actually embarrassed, a minister that I actually know well, told his church that the Antichrist is about to set up a reign, told his people to sell all their houses, to go live somewhere in a mountain, and or it must grow food, which he, he got that right, you've got to grow food, but told everybody, why would you tell your church? I mean, if you talk about scattering the sheep, get up and tell your church, and apparently when he said that, he actually switched off all television and took himself offline and made the people leave their phones outside the building. And there were thousands of people that day when he got up. This happened just a few weeks ago. And he told everybody, look, it's over. The Antichrist is setting up shop and sell your houses. I mean, if you're going to build a church, you talk about scattering people. Somebody says, I'm leaving. I'm selling my house. Where are you going? I'm going to the mountains. I'm going to go live in the mountains somewhere. That's not even scriptural. Because he said, occupy till I come. He didn't say, go hide in the mountains somewhere. I mean, what if you run to the mountains and that's the place that gets hit the worst? You want to be in the will of God. You want to be right smack dab in the center of the will of God. So in God's prophetic timeline or the timetable of heaven, we are in that verse that says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and then the end shall come. So here at the River Church, we're raising up 300 multi-millionaires. I'm not sure if they made it out here this morning. Okay. And there'll be many, there'll be many thousandaires as well. Are you with me? But millionaires and even some billionaires and then we're raising up people that will carry the gospel, that have an anointing upon them. Everybody's a soul winner. Are you with me? And we're just going to keep doing that till Jesus comes. We're just going to do it. We're going to get up every day and do exactly what it tells us till he comes. We can put the TV on, and it's the worst stuff ever. 
as you know, nothing is what it appears to be. Are you with me? I mean, if somebody says they're a man, you don't really know if they're a man. If somebody says they're a woman, you don't really know if they're a woman. Are you with me? Nothing is what it appears to be anymore. CGI, everything done through manipulation. So that's why you have to run into the Word more than you ever have run into the Word and immerse yourself into the Word. So that's what comes out of you. It's the Word of God that's going to come out of you. It's the Word of God that's going to sustain you. And you have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit to do only what He tells you to do. So people say, oh, come over here. Come, let's go do this over here. And you go, no. I just don't feel I want to be a part of it. Well, you just, you're a party pooper. I mean, this was going to be our fun. No, we're not doing that. We are not going to do that. We love you, but we're going to obey the Holy Ghost. We're going to do what the Holy Ghost tells us to do. Amen. And we live and we move according to that. Every waking moment, everything we do, we're led by him. And you feel his promptings, you feel him releasing you, or you feel you're being restrained by the Lord. Now people are going to get mad at you. Come on, we're all going to go, you know, wherever. We're going to go have fun. Look, I just don't feel I need to be a part of that at this juncture. That's what I want everyone around the river. Listen, if you don't hear from God, you're not going to make it in this final hour. I will tell you that right now. Now, somebody said, well, if I don't make it, well, well, you're going home to be with Jesus a lot earlier. Who here has a vision, something that God's placed in your life that you're going to accomplish between now and the time you go home to be with the Lord? How are you going to accomplish that if you just run here, there, and everywhere and just do your own thing? Every day, report in, Lord, here I am. What do you want me to do today? and then be obedient to obey the Holy Spirit. And you'll have the greatest fun you have ever had. I promise you right now, the book on boring, you'll never read. Your life's going to be an excitement. In actual fact, people will want to hang around you because they say, I'll tell you what, wherever they go, stuff happens. Stuff happens. They'll hang around you and see more from breakfast to lunchtime than other people see in seven days. Why? Because that's what happens when you're walking by the Spirit of God and being led by the Spirit of God. And then you are doing what Jesus said do. You're preaching the gospel. You're laying hands on the sick. You're casting out devils. There's no enemy that can prevail against you like that. And especially if God's speaking to you in a vision or dream, and the Lord warns you ahead of time, just like when I woke up, uh, Ashraphat was the night before the Lord spoke to me. I'm busy studying. He said, tomorrow you will not drive to the church. You will fly by helicopter. I thought, I've never ever heard the Lord tell me that ever in all the years of ministry. He said, tomorrow you will not drive. You will fly by helicopter. Tell your wife she will not drive. She will fly with you. You will then have lunch with uh, several of the pastors, and you will leave the ministry at 3 o'clock. I told my wife, I said, tomorrow you're not driving. Tomorrow we are flying by helicopter. 
She said, I don't want to fly by helicopter. I want to drive. I said, you are flying with me. And we will leave at this time. And at three o'clock, we are leaving the church. She said, why? I said, that's what the Lord spoke to me. And we have to obey the Lord. We landed here, put the chopper right down here where you people are sitting. We landed, went in, had the service, ate lunch, came out here, loaded onto the thing, three o'clock, four o'clock, they were here to arrest me. So they went, where's Pastor Ronnie? He's not here. Oh, no. They thought everybody was like, I was not here. I was at the house. Are you with me? I mean, I still got arrested, but I would have been arrested here. I got arrested up there in another county, which is another story. I don't want to get too much into that at this juncture, but the Lord knew that I needed to be out of here. Are you with me? And I just knew it. It was our call pastor Genesis, get that helicopter, tell him to land at my house at such and such a time. I'm going to be at the church and we are leaving the church at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's it. And I mean, we don't just extract ourselves here. We fellowship and all that kind of stuff. I told my wife, three o'clock, lock and load, baby. Let's jump on. And we were out of here. We were out of here. So the apostle Paul used a basket to escape over the city wall, and we used a helicopter to get out of here. Amen. Now, some say, why didn't you escape? In the morning time, no, because I, I actually had a total peace, and I felt I needed to walk through the door. And as I walked through the door, I felt I was walking through the door, not just for me, but on behalf of the body of Christ. I felt that, that whatever would happen, it didn't matter, but I needed to walk through the door for the church. And I had a total peace, which is not what you think will happen to you when you get arrested. Remember, he said, some of you are going to be handed over. You're going to be killed, which I even, when I said to her, sweetheart, I love you. I know that I never planned it to end this way, but I love you. I didn't know if they'd ever see me again, because under the Patriot Act, you can be arrested and kept in prison and infinite. They keep you there for as long as they want to. There are people from January the 6th that are still in prison today and have never seen the light of day. And you still get the jabber mouths that say, Pastor Rodney did it for attention. Yeah. He was doing it for attention. Yeah. Things to do um, for attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, get arrested. Let it be on CNN and Fox and ABC and NBC around the world. Let it be around the world. People. Within 15 minutes, I wasn't even in the slammer yet, and my mugshot was around the world. It was already around the world. Ronald Howard Brown. <laughs> Who got to see Table Talk this, this last week on Daystar? They shared the whole testimony on Daystar, when, and people were texting me and the comments on there. He did it for attention. Like I'm sitting here actually planning of how, how do we get attention for the ministry? Well, you could get arrested. Wow, that's a great idea. I never thought of that.
Now, am I saying that you're going to get arrested? No, you're not going to get arrested. Most of you will not get arrested. Are you with me? Some of you, hmm. But most of you are not going to. And I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be. I don't want you to have a monk shot. Otherwise, we'll have to put a wall up at the front of the pavilion where everybody can display their monk shots. Are you with me? And then everybody gets into competition to see who can have the best monk shot. Who was here the Sunday when we did the second celebration of my rest and everybody was having their mug shot? I remember that. Some of them were bad. We'll have to do something on the third year celebration. Who knows? No, our job is to occupy till he comes. Our job is every day we wake up and we're about our Father's business. That's what kingdom business is about. Because if it's just coming to church on Sunday, what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Well, we're taking territory. We're moving in a dimension to bring blessing and life to people and healing. And that's about our daily comings and goings. There are people that are watching. They're watching what's happening here at the river. This is only in its infancy what you are seeing right now. But you watch even the acceleration that will take place through the rest of November and December, and then watch what's going to happen in 2023 and 2024 and 2025. I'm telling you, get ready. This thing is big, and I'm talking about the kingdom of God greatly advancing, you are going to greatly advance. Propelled by the hand of God to accomplish God's purpose and plan for your life. No fear. No worry. No anxiety. Amen. And then even, as I said earlier, where they come to entrap you, you'll be steps ahead of the enemy. And God gives you supernatural ways for increase in your life, in your ministry, in your home, in your business, in whatever you put your hand to. That's what, that's what we are praying over your life every single day. Can you say amen? amen. It's great to see the people that are increasing. I see the honeymoon couples who got back in from Italy. Yeah, <laughs> Looks like you put on some weight, all the pasta. <laughs> I see another little couple over here. Is this public knowledge or not? You did. Last night she said, I do, huh? And mama looks happy. Are you happy, mama? What about you guys? Happy? Yeah. The prince from Africa showed up. 
So for me, this is not just something that we throw out there and, you know, well, the Lord will bring it to pass. No, this is, there's an actual outworking of it in your life on a daily basis because tomorrow you're going to be dealing with situations that come out of the blue. There might be things that come to you on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday that suddenly look like, well, I mean, we were heading in that direction. It looks like everything's done now. But God has another way around. Are you with me? The Lord has another way around. God always has a way for his people. And that's what you have to settle in your heart here. Because we're serving him. We're not serving man. We're obeying him. We're doing what he tells us to do. And he is on our side. You have to know that because people, I mean, this last week, there was an event that took place in another part of the world, and there was a conference going on, and there was a minister that got touched years ago by our ministry. And he was actually talking about revival. And then he referred to me, and man, I, like I was a has-been. Like, <laughs> I was watching the thing. Like, yeah, if that's what you're looking for, that's past. That's like 30 years ago. He's like, I went, wow, if I'm a has-been, we, we're doing the best now as a has-been. May I be even more has-been. I'm going to plan to be more of a has-been this next week than I've ever been. I actually got excited about it. I thought the devil is so upset by what's happening that he has to have me brought up as a conference, as an example of something that is from bygone era. i got news for you. No, the Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. God is still moving. So I took a snippet of it, sent it to him, and said, I love you. Seriously. Now, what he's actually saying is he doesn't have it anymore. He used to have it, but he doesn't have it anymore. But we still have it. How many being touched by the fire of God? Listen, how many being touched by the fire of God in the last two months? God's still moving. Oh, he said in the early days, people would laugh for days, and now they just fall down and get up. Are you with me? Well, I mean, in the context of their church, it's hard to have a move of God with a 90-minute service. But we've carried people out of here. Last week, the week before last, there were people drunk at 1, 2 in the morning. I mean, I'm watching people have to be... It's a wonder we didn't have to get a dolly and put some people on a dolly and wheel them out to find their, their parking. Who lives here totally drunk under the new wine of heaven? Wave your hand. Wave your hand. Oh, no, it's, it's all past. No, it has not. Some say, well, aren't you offended him? No, I pray for him. I pray for him. He's a friend of mine. Just, you know, you know you, when you become angry, are you with me? And you don't know why you don't have what you used to have. And it's forget about the people. The crowds mean nothing. Crowds mean nothing. I know many churches with thousands of people, and it's dead. It is dead. Everything's whipped up into emotions. Are you with me? By the way, so last week I had a revelation that I'm a has-been. 
I told my wife, I said, this is the most amazing thing to me, that we just had one of the greatest weeks, one of the greatest conferences, and I found out that I'm a husband. No, you're just something from like you you like from the past that you belong in a museum. You got the T-Rex and then Rodney. Whatever. So somebody said, well, doesn't that discourage you? No, it actually stirs me up because then I realized the devil is so upset, he has to take somebody from thousands of miles away to start mocking what you're doing. Hello. Then he said, well, did they send you that thing? You must watch it. That's out of context. Well. I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing, but other people watched it and said, no, it's in context. There's nothing out of context with that. So then he said, well, we were praying about inviting you next year. For what? <laughs> I'll send a likeness of me. They can just put it up and point at me and laugh, and then they can go finish their one-hour dry cleaning service. Are you with me? And I'm not saying, they do win souls. That's one thing they do win, is win souls. So that's not a problem. But I'm telling you right now, you cannot touch the Holy Spirit. Forget Rodney Howard Brown. Please, I'm just a vessel. But don't touch the Holy Ghost. Leave the Holy Spirit alone. All these people want to mock the move of the Spirit of God, want to mock the supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. Leave the Holy Ghost alone. If you don't understand it, zip your lip. But God is moving by His Spirit, and God's not finished with America, and God's going to shake America one more time, and the nation of the earth are going to be shaken. And men and women that are sitting here, right here, within the next three years, you will be catapulted into fulfilling the destiny upon your life, and God will use you to shake whole regions. Positive. If Jesus suddenly showed up today, they'd say, look, you know, he's from another, <laughs> no, Jesus shows up, he's from another period. That's like old, do you, I mean, do you really want what Jesus does? Seriously? It's like 2,000 year old. <sighs> Not the upper room again. Like, you know how old that is? All I can tell you in the lineup of things prophetically of what God's doing, He is positioning the church and getting his people ready for the greatest, grandest, which I believe we're in the beginning of it right now, 
move of the Spirit of God where you watch, you left to pinch yourself, you think you died and went to heaven, so great shall be the glory of God. In your life, and it's not going to be just in the services, which we know. The service is in you. Everywhere you go, you are a walking move of God. Everywhere you go, you are His thunder. You are His lightnings. You are His mighty rushing wind. You are His cloven tongues of fire. Everywhere you go, when you walk in the door, the very atmosphere of the room changes. Devils start to tremble and quake. Religious people make a run for the door. And you'll never compromise. You'll never back down to become acceptable. Because if you'll do that, then they'll offer you money to come and preach their version of what they think you should do. Are you with me? We'll give you this amount if you come here and only say this, that, but don't say this, don't say that. You go, keep your money. Well, what are you going to say? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what I'm going to say. Don't tell me what to say because you know me. I mean, I get to play. Don't preach this. Don't preach that. It's over, baby. Those are the two things that are going to get preached. I mean, know the liability before you sign on for the deal. We'd like Pastor Ronnie to come, but we pray that he just stays away from this, stays away from that. And they say, what are you going to do? I don't know. Well, you should tell us. Can you give us your sermon note outlines before? No. So he said, why? Because there have been times when I wrote the whole thing out and I was about to preach it. The Lord said, don't preach that. I go, what do you mean? I've got it all laid out here. He said, I've got something else for you to say. Because you walked in there and you felt the temperature. You walked in there and you felt the temperature of the room. And you thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, we've got problems here. Hmm. i got to deal with this. Yeah. Amen. I walked into one church, and there was a gentleman sitting on the front row, dressed out to the nines. I mean, he looked like he was off a GQ front of a magazine. This was in a foreign country. And I walked out, and I was watching him, and the Lord said to me, that guy is trouble. Trouble. So when we finished, I got to the back room. I said to the pastor, I said, that dude on the front row, he said, oh, no, he's on the board. That's one of the trustees. I said, that guy is trouble. He said, no, no, we trust him. I said, I'm telling you right now, you better get rid of him quickly. If you don't, it's very going to be very bad. No, no, you, you misjudge him. I said, no, no, I watched him. I watched him when the fire of God fell. He was like a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> and you know what? A year later, the pastor said, he said, you remember that guy on the front row? I said, yes. He said he stole over a million in our currency and actually set us up to be investigated that we would actually lose the church. Now, I saw him. He was sitting on the front row looking at me, and I could see right through him. I, I've just done this. This is my job. Now, don't get nervous because I'm walking around. I, I would say that, then I'm walking around. I'm going to go, oh, no, 
Oh no, you can see me. I'm not referring to you. I'm not referring to anybody here. I'm trying to give an illustration of the Holy Spirit leading you. You go out of here, you bump into somebody and they act like Lord Muck on Toast. Are you with me? They got a nice house and a car. They talk all these numbers about, and then you think, and you go, uh, something's wrong here. You just feel it. You can just feel it in your spirit. And just be nice. Be nice to them. Try to lead them to the Lord. If they say, well, I'm already saved, that's fine. But don't get involved. Are you with me? Why? Because the Lord is saving you. That's why we pray even over the singles that God will send the right one to you. Not some sweet-talking, silver-tipped tongue trying to entice the young lady to marry his sorry, you know. And as, as the family of God, we protect one another. That's why if you see your brother and something happening, you go, hey, 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 I need to talk to you. That's, don't get involved in that. It's going to take you away from your purpose. It's going to take you away from the assignment that God has for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Sorry, I just... Leaning on you there. Now, you might be here today and you say, Pastor, surely, I mean, the Lord will speak to you. No, He'll speak to every single one of you. Every single one of you. That's what you were excited today. It wasn't about the car. It was that you heard from God. That's why we want every one of you to know you heard from God. It's important. I don't care what the news headlines say tomorrow. I don't care what happens this week. I, like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. We have an assignment. We are focused on that assignment. I'm not selling out what God is doing for a bowl of lentil soup or plate of pasta. I had to say that. The Italians are here. We're not selling out what God has. Every one of you are in the right place at the right time, ordained by God to be there. 
You might be facing circumstances or situations, but let me tell you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God's power and God's ability and God's might will propel you to accomplish what heaven has for your life. And at the end of the day, you'll hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. It doesn't matter what man says. It does not matter what man says. You're not a has-been. You're a now. Come on. I think one of the biggest mistakes people <laughs> make is they try to write people off. They're finished. They're done. And God says, oh, really? They're finished? No, because I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Hallelujah. You're not finished. You're not done. You've just begun. Amen. Say this off me, I'm not finished, and I'm not done. I've just begun. Say it again, I'm not finished, I'm not done. I've just begun. Say it again. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I've just begun. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I've just begun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, maybe, you know, people tick you off, and so then you end up firing your family. But then you have to go back and rehire your family. Are you with me? So there might be some things you do, and the Lord says, hey, that's not me. Uh, you're going to have to go and undo it, and it'll turn for His glory as you heard the testimony. What a great testimony today fired her family and then rehired every single one of them and they all get saved and touched by God. Hallelujah. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. Because you're following God's prophetic timeline for the events that will culminate the coming of the King. So your job is to usher in the return of the king. How we do that? We're winning souls. We're occupying. We do what he tells us to do. Amen? 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 Pick him up here. Bring him, snip him right up here. Lift your hands. You're not finished. You're not done. You've just begun. Jesus! Yeah.
Pastor Rodney, I really need to get a word from God, but I don't want to lie down on the ground. Well, then go ahead and stand up. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I feel it all across this field right now. I feel it all across this field right now. Into your homes by way of television. You're not finished. You're not done. You've just begun. And the Lord is with you. And he's with you strong. That almost sounds like another rap. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I've just begun. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I've just begun. Even if you don't feel like it, you can still do the most. Come here, baby. Come stand here. Just stand right here by me. I'm not finished. I'm not done. I've just begun. I've just begun. Come on. Don't, don't stop. Yeah. Do that in your house. Do that when you get home. Your, your dog that's never seen you do that, he might go like this. He says to the cat, something strange is going on here. I want you to know, as I wrap this up right now, that the Lord is with you. I want you to know that beyond anything, anything else, He's with you. He's with you. 
Father, may this become so real to your people today and even to the precious ones that are watching my way of television, that nothing that comes against them, that the world brings against them, that the enemy brings against them, nothing, nothing will prevail against them, that your hand shall sustain them, and even this week they shall see your glory and your goodness and your grace. The people that wrote them off will be shocked when they look again and see you better off than they've ever seen you in your life. And they'll say of the truth, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want to give this invitation across this field and you that are watching in your homes. If you've never, ever given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to him right now. Maybe today will be your last day on the earth. You go home, put your head on your pillow in the middle of the night. You breathe out your last breath. Where would you spend eternity? Where would you go? I want you to know there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid, the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners come and plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stain. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life and you'll be changed. Not by man, but by the Lord. He loves you. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Will you surrender to him today? Will you say, Lord, here I am. Maybe you've come here today. You say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord and days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've lost my peace, my joy, the first love. Maybe it's something hidden. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things. Maybe it's something outward that everyone can see and you feel, well, what's the use? I've already blown it, but God's a God of a second chance and a new beginning. Will you surrender to him today? Will you say, come Lord Jesus? He will come. He will take out the stony heart. He'll put in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Will you let him do that today? You that are watching in your homes, will you surrender to him today? Maybe you're sitting here today, you've been surfing through the television, you've You've landed on this channel, and the Spirit of God is speaking to you today. Maybe you gave your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you've grown to the place because storms came against you. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world. But today the Lord says, come. I'm going to turn it around. Come. Come. Surrender your life afresh. I'm going to restore to you what the enemy's taken. Will you surrender to him and say, yes, Lord? And then lastly, on this field, are you watching in your homes? You say, Pastor, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I don't have the assurance. I don't know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God today. I want to know beyond the shell of a doubt that I'm a child of God. If that's you, right where you are, even in your homes, quickly put your hand up and say, pray for me right now. Thank you. God bless 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 you. Slip it up high, all the way to the back. 
Raise up high, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand. Raise up high and say, yes, Lord, yes. Today is my day. He's calling you now. Today is your day. It's a new day. It's a day of new beginnings. You can put your hands down. I want you to look at me right now, please. On the side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray right now. Quickly put your hand up and say, include me. Is there anybody else? Thank you. This middle section, you didn't raise hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now. Say, include me. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? And then this side over here, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put that hand up right now. I've seen your hand. Thank you. I want every person that raised your hand to stand to your feet all across the field. Stand. Stand, 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 stand. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings and come stand right here. We're going to pray together. Come. Come. To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back, no turning. Turning back. No turning back. I want you that are watching in your homes just to raise your hands. Those that are responding and you here, you just close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from and pray this prayer. Believe it in your heart and say with your mouth. Just say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess 
with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that you rose on the third day and that you're coming back again for me. From this day, I'll never be the same. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross, and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Now, Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day when we stand before you, let not one be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray in Jesus' name. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.